Welcome back to the Stevie and Lowe um, show. I forgot. <laughs> podcast show. There we go. There it goes. Um, but <laughs> So, uh, we are, this is going to be our fifth episode, so we've made it through a whole month. Who's excited? Yeah, we need the crowd emoji. Crowd emoji. Yeah. Clap emoji, but podcast version. Or even just like a sound background. Yeah. Where you like hear the audience go, wow. Yeah, and then we're like, yeah, we're so not, like, we're not there yet. Really, we're one at, day we're like golf clap right now. <laughs> Vision board. Yeah, uh, we're gonna put uh, uh, to have our own background noises on yeah. our podcast one day. <laughs> okay, so we have a really important uh, discussion going. I got Stevie a Christmas present today. Yeah. Um. Well, I didn't get it today. I bought it a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, she opened it. And it's gummy bears because we all know gummy bears. Yes, but they're not the Harbro, is how I say that. Haribo. She says it Haribo. So we need to know how, how do you, how do you say it? Because <laughs> I thought for sure it was I've always said Harbro gummies, but I don't you're say not Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say anything right. No. Nothing. No. So. How's your week been, Stevie? It's been good. It's been um, been staying busy. Yeah. Um, organizing my gummy bears as we speak a month. Yeah, and color coded rainbow. Yeah. Roy G. Biv. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it's been it's been a really great week. We are almost Christmas time. Yeah. And um, so I'm ready for that to be over. I'm so excited about 2020. I don't know about y'all. But yeah. That's gonna be exciting. New decade. New decade. 2020 vision. Yep. Have you seen the thing where they said that they wanted Diane or Barbara Walters to do the New Year's Eve uh, ball drop so she can say this, I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020? No, I haven't, <laughs> but that is so funny. Okay, so I love a good laugh and a good pun. Um, has anything funny happened to you this week? There's a lot of funny things that have happened other than you calling it Harbo. It's Harbo. Haribo. <laughs> Haribo. I don't think that's how you say it. I'm going to Google it. They should have had commercials for that. They They, probably did at one point. I have never seen a gummy bear commercial, which totally freaks me out. The fact that we all eat gummy bears and who has ever seen a gummy bear commercial? Yeah. (laughs) The media on that is just lacking. Right. I don't think, I think what freaks me out about that is like, how do we all know to eat gummy bears? Like who at what point was like. Gummy bears are great. Everybody should eat them. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because well, as kids, you grow up and you want gummy bears. But know, who tells you to eat them? Not. But they're so, it, I don't think anybody has to tell you to eat them. <laughs> you look at them and they're like cute little oh, squishy wanna, gummy bears. Oh, I want to eat people? Oh. They're bears. I want to eat bears. Yes. Got it. Are uh, fruity? <laughs> So tell me what's funny that's happened to you this week. Mm, there's a lot of things. Um, oh my gosh! So the other day, uh huh, I was trying to um, Google this girl that I was trying to follow on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, and I didn't know what I was clicking. But and I'm not gonna say any names. But I'm typing in on Google, and I'm sitting next to a friend, and all of a sudden, all these like vibrators pop up. Like it's not just. <laughs> One Google like suggestion, it's like twenty, like all the way down, and then you know at the top of your your screen how you've got like images and stuff. 
So that popped up and you know, like, I don't know what my facial expression said, but I'm sure it was priceless because my train of thought went from A to Z. <laughs> and then, you know, you want to Were they turn, good vibrators? You want to turn it off real quick because you feel ashamed. Yeah. But then you're... <laughs> you're sucked in. Yeah. You're, you're like, what does that do? sparked now. You're like, hmm, <laughs> that looks different. And so I click on it just out of curiosity uh-huh. to see what this yeah. was all about. <laughs> this girl's webpage, apparently. And they're $209. Oh, well, at least she has a high-end vibrator. I mean, if you're going to have a vibrator. It's she, better that it you make some money off of it. She knows her worth. She knows her worth, which is important. Yep. <laughs> Very important to know your worth. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, the only thing I've really had funny happen to me, besides the fact I can't say Harborough, um, is that, that uh, I posted on our, our Instagram story the other day. I have been, like, really stressed out. I, a, everybody's stressed out because it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just been, like, in this funk, and my hormones have been all over the place. Maybe I'm going through early menopause. I don't I don't know. Is that, it that could be a thing. That would explain a lot. I've been trying to convince my OBGYN that I've been going through menopause for, like, five years, and they're like, you're not. Like, She's like, girl, we're not giving you the good stuff I yet. I promise <laughs> I am. Like, I promise I am. But anyway, so they don't believe me. But that being said, my hormones have been all over the place. So I've just had like mood swing after mood swing after mood swing. And um, I just needed a really good laugh. That's really just normal. (laughs) We can continue. (laughs) I needed a really good laugh. And in walks um, Rain Man is what I'm going to name him. And I was at the gas station getting gas in my car. Minding your own business. Minding my own business. And out of the corner of my eye, I catch him. And it was like the heavens parted and the rain stopped and the light shone down. This poor fella. He, I know. And like, I hate making fun of people. I do. But I feel like some people. (laughs) But. Don't ever. Okay, so I'm not making fun. I just. There's some things that you see and you can't help but laugh. And this kid had a straight up ice bag on his head. But his head was too big for the ice bag. So it looked like a it wouldn't come down all the way. It looked like a condom. No, she took a picture. Was stuck to the top of his Are you crying right and now? Yes, I am. And it was flapping in the wind. And it was marvelous. And I loved every minute of it. And it completely turned my day around. So, condom head boy, keep doing your thing. Because oh you're making people smile. So, on that note. We're um, working on her, Jesus. Um. So today we are so excited because we have on the podcast Hillary Montillo. Um, she is a master, she has a master's in clinical mental health, um, and she runs an online Facebook group. I don't know, I can't talk Facebook group um, called the Smart Lioness. And she, you know, with all her uh, free time on the side, is also a college professor. Um, so welcome to the Stevie and Lowe show, Hillary. Hi, Hillary. Hello, thank you. You're welcome. So we're so excited you're here because, A, you do so much just for women and women empowerment. Um, But before we dive into kind of what makes you tick and why you have, um, you know, chosen the path in life you've chosen, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. So I am 
32. I had to think about that. <laughs> I, I do too, always. Just turned 32, actually. But, um, yeah, 32, and I'm married, been married for almost six years, and I have a little boy um, named Brayden, who's a year and a half. Oberman, Archer, I go into my pets, I guess, now, too. Yeah. But, um, and a chihuahua, Zoe, and a crazy-ass cat named Penny. That's hilarious. <laughs> I feel like almost everybody has a crazy. I do not have a crazy ass cat because I'm terrified of them. Um, but I feel like a lot of people yeah. have crazy cats. Yeah, she's <laughs> pretty insane. But my yeah. son absolutely loves her. It is the cutest. He like really? gives her kisses. It's so cute. But oh my god, that's, <laughs> that's awesome that a cat's like that too. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty, she's more tolerant of him than she is anyone else because she thinks she isn't tolerant of me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, so you and your husband, you've been married for six years, you said. That's, that's phenomenal. Um, I always hear that if you can make it five years, you can make it a lifetime. Yeah, I would say that's true. We've been together for almost 11 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's okay. Crazy. It doesn't seem like that long at all, though. <laughs> so does that mean that you guys started dating, in, I guess, in college or right out? Yeah, in college. Okay. Uh, we went to high school together, but we we never dated or I had a crush on him, but we never <laughs> dated or anything. Um, and then in college, we he was we just started hanging out with the same people somehow. Uh, he yeah. come, came to Auburn a lot. And um, we started talking about that and did long distance for like two years, which I say wow. is what made us what that's what that's why we have a good, strong relationship, um, I think, because we were forced to do it long distance and we had to like talk, just really talk for really a long time. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that's awesome. I don't know if I could do long distance not for two years no um so how i know that you know we talked a little bit about uh, your facebook group the smart lioness so tell us a little bit about that um so i started that like three years ago now probably okay. doesn't seem like that long time flies it really uh, does <laughs> especially once you have a kid but uh -huh. Um, so Facebook group is just actually you have two now. Um, okay. One of them I have is like right. you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my other group is called is my newest group called Currently Dating Myself. Okay. And it is for single women who um well if you're single most likely you've gone through a breakup. Uh, so healing from breakup, from a from a bad breakup, um, and then working on yourself, and so that you're so that you are, you know, um, what am I trying to say? So you love yourself first before you get into your next relationship, because I think that's one of the biggest problems with getting into bad relationships is that we jump from one to one to another, and we don't spend any time healing and when you feel bad about yourself you are more more likely to um settle for someone that that doesn't deserve you that's really interesting concept um 
Because I think especially, I don't know if this dynamic holds true all the way across the country, but I know in the South, you know, which is where we're all from, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like a lot of people date really seriously very young. Yeah. Um, And so I was reading a a statistic online that it was something like 48% of people in the U.S have experienced some kind of psychological abuse in a relationship at some point in their life. Yeah. Um, and it's probably it's, higher than that. Yeah, which is mind-blowing yeah. to yeah. think. I mean, because I think it's something that people don't talk about often enough. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, what you said holds true is that, like, if you don't have that self-love and self-acceptance, it's mm-hmm. hard to even know that you're – not being treated correctly. Well, right. a lot of that, I feel like, also stems from when you are jumping into a relationship at such a young age, you don't know yourself, so you can't love yourself and have self-love until yeah. you're a little more mature. And yeah. so it's almost like a a endless cycle that yeah. you're repeating yeah. because you don't know how to come out of it Yeah, because you haven't matured mm-hmm. in that area from when you're, say, 17 or 18. Yeah. Yeah, I know so true. Yeah, I know for me, I had to take, like, a year um, to just time out, and I guess I dated myself in a lot of ways. Like, I just did things I wanted to do and pursued yeah. interests that I had, um, yeah. and and this was actually while uh, my husband and I were, we, we separated, um, and because we got caught up in a not-so-healthy cycle, mm-hmm. um, and we wanted to end that cycle, and so... Um, we took a year to do that. I mean, it was very healing for me and for him, and I think our relationship is way better because of it. But that's interesting that you um, that you help women now kind of figure out. So what does that course look like? Um, so liked about it, what you did, didn't like about it, what you taught, what it taught you about what you want in the next relationship, if that makes sense. It does, absolutely. So then you can kind of pick out the pros and cons and the negatives and maybe identify where it went south um, right. and kind of figure out what those warning signs are. Or even, like, just how you responded in the situation. Yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. in itself carries a lot of weight, like your tongue and what you say and how you react carries a lot of weight. So the other person could have completely taken it out of context mm-hmm. and um but yeah i feel like the things that roll off your tongue i think going back and thinking about it um and how you could have done things differently yeah are there any kind of universal signs for like how you know you're in a toxic relationship like if we had somebody listening that's like hey i may be but i'm not sure <laughs> if i am yeah. or not um so things like uh do they try to control everything that you do um do you have to ask permit do you feel like you have to ask permit permission um to do things that healing from heartbreak <laughs> okay and um it's basically still like starting with getting to know yourself again because a lot of the time especially in an unhealthy relationship um, we lose ourselves in the other person because, and they don't, it doesn't even really have to be an abusive type relationship for that to happen. I right. think girls tend to do that a lot more. 
Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that uh, that's probably well. I'm not gonna say probably. It's maybe more of a southern thing too. Um, but it's just something I see so much um, with my clients and in the in my past work as well. Um, I did. I, I used to work at a a. Um, it's called the Exchange Center for Child Abuse prevention and I worked with yeah. women who who had been in domestic violent um relationships and that that was like one of the things that I would always see in someone that at least in an abusive relationship but it just seems to be more common yeah than that not. they just don't know who they are or what they like or what they don't like or what they want out of life Right, they and they're willing them. to willing to drop parts of themselves for whoever it is that they're dating. Yeah, that's so interesting. I think that also goes back to people that don't they're like people pleasers. They don't want to lose yeah. people, so they're willing to change in so many different aspects of their lives just so yeah. that person that they really want, who they know really don't love them. Mm-hmm. Um they're changing to have them. I wonder, um, yeah. I wonder if it had, and you, you would know the answer to this, like if it has anything to do with the way you're shown love growing up. Um, Definitely. You know, well, that's your yeah. foundation. Well, yeah, because I just know that um, I've been doing a lot of just, I guess, reading and trying to understanding you know, I know the love languages, but even deeper than that, right? Like, I know for me as an adult, I still care very heavily about, like, my parents being proud of me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'm very performance-driven, and because I associate somewhere in my love language, I associate good performance equals you love me. Or, right. like, if I do good and you praise me for that performance, I'm loved. I'm loved. And so I I almost feel like I probably got caught up in our toxic cycle because I was so performant. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not doing good enough. You know what I mean? Like you're not loving me enough because I'm not doing something right. So I'm just going to keep at this cycle until I figure out what I'm doing wrong and fix it. When really it wasn't anything I was doing wrong or he was doing wrong. It was just a really bad foundation of a relationship that we had to kind of demolish and build, rebuild. That have definitely have one for red flags and another one for safe people, which is a big thing I'm about. Um, which is goes in with the next part of the the course is looking at um, safe people and and red flags actually, and so that you're more aware of um, who who you're being friends with, like when you're making new friends. And yeah. then it, when you're getting into relationships, you need to make sure that the people are safe, like that they're the type of person that has an open mind and they're not they're not going to be the type of person that um, isn't open to anything new or any new ideas or anything like that. Or right. they're like someone who is never right, uh, never right, <laughs> who's never, never wrong, wrong <laughs> yeah. um, and doesn't admit that they that they've made mistakes, and if they don't right. apologize, and yeah, yeah, things like that. Ego issues. Yes. 
<laughs> how to identify if somebody has a bad ego or big ego. <laughs> I struggle with that on the daily. <laughs> like, well, what do I have to say? I think I've just now gotten at 30-something where I'm like, okay, I will tell you that I messed up and it was my fault and I'm sorry I caused that argument, but we're not going to talk about it anymore and I'm going to walk away now. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to act like it didn't happen. Yeah. It's that's really not okay. handle. It's a work in progress. It's better than just ignoring it. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, – what do you think um, – I know we talked about kind of identity and, and how people have to find themselves. Are there any kind of, I'm all of, Stevie makes fun of me, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm a little bit, I'm very into meditation and um, what she calls hippie, hippie thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, very. <laughs> but I think sometimes like getting physical or using physical movement with, um, I've also been through a lot of therapy, my mom starting me in therapy in a young age. <laughs> so Smart lady. Um, do what? Smart lady. Yes. So, I think if everybody went to therapy, the world would be a better place. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it just kind of helps you. I saw the coolest, uh, I guess, graphic of therapy, and it had a bunch of tangled up colored strings. And mm -hmm. then uh, through talking, they were able to sort out the colored strings into different balls. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I like that. Yeah. It, so I think I think therapy has a, a bad stigma to it, um, but I think that it just ultimately is somebody to talk to from an unbiased opinion. Yeah. Because if I take my issues and I go talk to Stevie about them, mm -hmm. she's gonna be ready to fight somebody with me, right? <laughs> Instead of being like, okay, well let's look at like let's talk this what through. what's your role in this situation and how can you <laughs> handle it and work it through in a um, healthy manner, um, <laughs> right? But I say all that to say that some of the therapists that I have been to uh, throughout the course of my life, um, they have used, like, physical movement or physical exercises or writing exercises to kind of figure out those things. Are there any, like, helpful exercises that you've ever done um, or know about that, that kind of help people discover maybe who they are or, or what it is they should love about themselves? Um. One off the top of my head, I always like the the um, I always like doing different personality tests because I feel like I learn something new about myself yes. all the time. Um, yeah, you know what? I've never done one of those. Oh my god! Okay, I've got so much <laughs> work to do with CV. <laughs> We've been friends for three years, and I'm just cracking the nut. Like. <laughs> I'm like an onion. I've got layers. <laughs> I do. Um, what's your favorite personality test? Um, the Myers Briggs is the most. Uh, it covers the the biggest. It's the most accurate, I think. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. <laughs> and is that the disc one? Is that Myers Briggs or disc something else? I can't um, ever remember. I'm not sure what the disc that one. is. This is like, um, this may be communication style, communication style. It's like direct, intuitive, something else and something else. Uh, <laughs> um, um, so after that, you, so after you, you, I guess, 
rediscover why they love each other or why they love themselves or what they're passionate about and what they want, what's kind of the next step in that healing process? Um, re- reflecting back on the the relationship and what you can learn from it um, because there's always something that, that we can learn from every experience that we go through, I think. Um, Agreed. You just have to find it. So learning from any mistakes that you made and just like, I'm trying to think what mine is. I, it's probably more I, of like a behavior assessment. I yeah. am something, I don't even know. I can't remember. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know the one you're But I, there's um, a newer one, the Enneagram. Yeah. I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right. You are. Enneagram is correct. Do you know what um, your Enneagram is? No, like I've just discovered it. Like I, I haven't even looked into it that much. I just know that I'm interested. <laughs> yes, I think it's so. I think mine is very accurate. Um, and I, there is, and I cannot think of the company right this second. But there is a company that has an app, and literally, it's all the different personality profiles and they have kind of merged them from Enneagram and the disc and then the behavioralist one, um, the um, Myers and Briggs one. And anyway, you take it and then they give you key things that you can work on that maybe you're lacking because of your personality or areas of opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I know it's kind of cool. That is cool. Um, but Enneagram I think is pretty accurate. I use Cloverleaf to discover my um, Enneagram number. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a yeah, seven know, wing but... eight. Seven okay. is the enthusiast. <laughs> what the enthusiast? Yeah. It sounds like you just made that up. No, I believe you. It's a seven wing eight is what I am. So seven is enthusiast. That means I'm only here for the good time. I'm going to hype the party up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to get bored probably pretty easily and move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so the club relief assessment. Yeah. Yeah. And then your wing is what you are when you're like in a higher stress situation. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. How long does it take to take most of 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. The Myers-Briggs is really long. Um, I thought it was. I think I started that um, right before I went into college, and I think I got close to halfway through. I'm like, this thing is never <laughs> going to end. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty long. Yeah. So taking personality profiles. I also yeah. um, have heard that your personality changes like every three years or so, so you should probably take some kind of personality assessment every two to three years because you just kind of are growing and developing, you know, as a human on this earth. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of, and you pick up personality traits of the people that you're close to in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. During that time span. And so you can kind of morph and, yeah. um, you know, to adapt. That's the mm-hmm. evolutionist. I don't know. I like the, the thought that you said morph. I mean, you morph. <laughs> Mighty morph and power, power rangers. <laughs> 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 we don't have boys. I know. <laughs> I, same. Mine ain't old enough. Yeah. For you that yet, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so taking a personality profile, um, mm-hmm. 
And then what do you, when you took your personality profile, are, are there things that you do um, or you know that you communicate that you can be more mindful of because of your, just how you're made up and your natural personality? Um, I think for, well, I'm an introvert and okay. um, can, can be, I get anxious in like meeting new people um, in, in new places or, you know, if I'm by myself and, um, you know, don't know anyone or stuff like that. Right. Um, I can get anxious. So knowing, knowing that about myself, I have to like kind of give myself a pep talk, um, Mm -hmm. before I get into those kinds of situations. Um, and also being mindful of, how I'm coming off to other people because I've been told that I that someone thought I'm a bitch because I didn't talk to them but <laughs> I'm the kind of person that's like should I go talk to them uh, I don't maybe know if I, I should shouldn't. maybe they don't yeah. even know who I am and yeah. so I like talk myself out of it and then that, that'll happen and I'm like dang I should have just said something so <laughs> I've gotten a lot better about that kind of stuff um, as I've gotten older but um, just being aware of how I'm coming off to other people sometimes. Um, yeah. Not so much caring. There's a line uh, or a, a balance, I guess, a fine line of um, not caring what people think of me and then, but also wanting to present, like, you know, my best self. The best of you. Right. So I think that's a common uh um, worry of people, though. Yeah, I agree. I wonder what happens because I know that growing up, um, I and Stevie and I have talked about this before how I really struggled, I guess, with what people think. Um, like, I'm very dependent upon words. Um, mm-hmm. And so, because I care, I care less now. I mean, I do care, but mm-hmm. I'll let it go. And I won't harp on it, um, but I yeah. wonder why, as a young female, we are so worried about society and peers and what people's thoughts are of us, and what shifts when you hit that like late twenties to thirties age range mm-hmm. that you're like, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Part of it for being a teenager, at least, is like we have the severe. Have y'all ever heard of the spotlight effect? No. Um, what is that? When we're teenagers, we get the spotlight effect where we feel like everybody is eyes on us. And so we're, like, super aware of how we are and do people like me and that kind of thing because we feel like everybody is paying attention to us. That's it's, interesting. It's so is that just, like, a natural Thing yeah. that happens that everybody goes through. Yeah. Can that stage last longer for some people than others? I think so. I think so. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's um asking for a friend. Yeah. I'm not that friend. I don't know who she's talking about. <laughs> Personal opinion is I think so, but I don't know if that's um 
scientifically true. I'm trying to say here. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about myself. But see, you, you, spotlight effect is taking full effect right now. <laughs> I think I think it can. <laughs> I think it can come up like at different times um, for 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 adults, like in yeah. certain situations, especially if you. Um, it's just another name for anxiety. Oh, yeah. Now I have a ton of that. I've worked <laughs> on it. Meditation helps so yes. much. And yoga helps so much. Um, yes. But there was a time in my life where I had, like, debilitating anxiety attacks. Um, I think I was talking to somebody today. Mm-hmm. I think I may have just had my first one today. Anxiety attack? Yeah. I don't know what it felt, but... I, I mean, I know what it felt like, but one of the ladies I was working with was like, you're probably having, like, an anxiety or panic attack. I'm like, I mean, I'm not freaking out, so I don't know. I don't think that's Did what it is. Did you feel like you were about to die? That's what they feel like for I me. I felt like something was sitting on my chest. Oh, yeah. And, like, I could not catch my breath. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't hyperventilating. Yeah, like, you don't hyperventilate. When I visualize somebody having a, a panic attack or anxiety attack, I feel like they're hyperventilating, like, like like a little kid trying to catch their breath to tell mm-hmm. them, like, their siblings kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, yeah, you're probably having that. I was like, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for <laughs> thinking that. But, you yeah. know, but it was, it, it didn't go away for, like, an hour. Uh-huh. So I thought yeah. that was interesting. I was like, maybe. So then I thought of you because you told me you used to have those. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if that's what she felt like when. That's crazy. So I guess yeah. everybody has them differently, though. Yeah, I think they manifest differently or differently mm-hmm. in people's bodies. They they do, but a panic attack is only going to last a few minutes. Yeah, oh, so then I didn't have anxiety, that. An anxiety attack uh, is just, I mean, I think is just anxiety and, and extreme anxiety, and those can last, you know, however long. Maybe it's my body just saying, you need wine. Go, run, grab it. <laughs> it was not saying that. Um, that's a different class, different 12-step program. We need to work for that one. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, uh, but I know for me, like my, I've had both anxiety and panic attacks. I get anxiety in the car when I'm driving by myself. Mm-hmm. And so I just have to focus on my breathing and reassure myself that I'm not, in fact, going to die today. Um, in my panic attacks, I like go into full hyperventilation kind of mode and I have the pain in my chest, but I feel like a fight or flight response kicks in and I have to get out. I have to move. I have to like, I just need to be out of the situation that I'm in right this second, Mm -hmm. whether that's moving from inside to outside or whatever it is, I have to change my location. Yeah. 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 Like fight or flight kicks in for me. And that's a a good coping skill for that anyway. Um, That's a good way to, that's probably like your your brain telling you that's how, that's one way to deal with it is changing your, yeah, changing your environment is good, is good to, it'll help that. Yeah. I was at work one day, so I used to work retail. (laughs) And I had a full-fledged panic attack helping those customers. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm so sorry, I gotta go. And I just left. <laughs> I just straight up left them at the counter. It wasn't my best day. It was not my best day. You gotta do what you gotta do. 
you do have to do what you have to do to take care of yourself. I have uh, I, I have done a lot of therapy, um, <laughs> so I no longer suffer in that way. But it was a real thing for me. For me, my mom died unexpectedly, and uh, that's that's when they resonated. I think I've always had anxiety. Um, I can remember just being really young and just feeling um, in in social situations, just feeling a lot of pressure for no reason. You know, um, but when my mom passed away, all of a sudden I got this idea. She died suddenly. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Everybody I love is just going to die <laughs> and with no rhyme wow. or reason. Um, and, and then that, that grief manifested in panic attacks and anxiety, severe anxiety. Um, so, but I've worked through it. So there is hope <laughs> if, yeah. if people are suffering. <laughs> like that, um, you know, that if you do the work and you get the help that you need to get, you can have a life on the other side. So right. all you listeners, <laughs> there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so we got way, I kind of feel like way off topic, but kind of <laughs> yeah. in the same, it's in the same umbrella. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're, where can our listeners find you at? For Everywhere. if they're interested in these workshops. Um, so uh, Instagram, um, Hillary the Smart Lioness, and okay. Facebook, the Smart Lioness. Okay. Um, How did you come up with that name, by the way? Because it's very interesting. <laughs> I love it. So the Lioness is, um, she does not need a man, and she depends on other women to um, protect her babies and pretty much do everything to live in the crazy-ass jungle. Um, so that's why I wanted to do the lioness, uh, because they're badass, I guess. That and is so that. badass, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked that that they don't need a man, and but they um, can... Dep- that they depend on other women and yeah, like have their community of women, their yeah. lioness pride. Mhm, that's so awesome, and it's so important. I think you know, especially in high school, um, and then even some in college, there's so much division between mm-hmm. women yeah. and cattiness and competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, it's so important for us to just, you know, just love be- on one another. Yeah. But just because I don't, maybe I don't agree with what you're wearing or what you're, the decisions you're making in life, like, but that's your path. And it's not my job to judge. It's just my job to love you regardless. Right. Um, So that's awesome. Awesome message. And let's see what else is there. Um, Maybe if the, if there's a lot of jealousy is a big one. Mm-hmm. We've enjoyed talking to you tonight. Um, yes, me too. I think we've learned a lot about spotlighting yeah. and personality tests <laughs> and how to tell if you're in a toxic relationship and that mm-hmm. um, there are people and resources that you can reach out to to work on yourself. And even if you're not in a toxic relationship, it's always good to work on yourself. Hey, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and hearing from Hillary Montillo. 
Don't forget to check her out on Instagram and Facebook at The Smart Lioness. And don't forget to leave us a comment or message. Let's start a discussion. Have you guys been in a toxic relationship? Um, what are some things that you've done for self-growth to get out of that? Um, at our uh, Facebook page and Instagram page, Facebook is at Stevie and Low, and Instagram is at Stevie and Low, a podcast show. All right, guys. See you, you next week.